Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. So what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Is that like the atom bomb kind of thing? Is that what you're trying to get at? I think so. Because it's happening right now in the labor discussion. Oh, Um, labor. As you know, and I don't mean like capital L labor, if anyone's listening from the UK, I mean people laboring and what their labor is worth and the laws and regulations surrounding them. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, a lot of my friends on the, we'll say left side <laughs> of the spectrum. Yeah, we'll say that. We do appreciate labor laws. We appreciate the regulations that prevent employers from abusing their employees and exploiting their employees. We spoke about labor laws and at least uh, age requirements for labor. We've had that episode. So we've seen we have. what goes there. Yeah. But, but currently there are some challenges because those labor laws are now in conflict with unions. Oh. So these laws are preventing unions from forming. So you kind of have this unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. So the folks who have monopoly over laws are now meeting up against the folks who are supposed to have monopoly over wage negotiations. I think that whoever is writing this article may be twisting it a little bit because what they mean to say, or at least what I have is, is I have been in many industries that are very, union heavy what they mean to say is the laws that we currently have in the places that we're trying to expand into are not forcing people to join unions because if people have the choice which they do in let's say my state right in my state in the industry that I'm in, there is very union heavy, right? Uh, But there is a type of operator, and we all know that I run cranes, that is sought after more than others because most people won't do it. Well, because of that, the scarcity 
the union has not been able to get its claws into it. And so in my state, if I were to join the union and run the crane that I run now, I would get paid probably 10 to $12 less an hour regular pay. And then I would get the whatever union benefits they got, healthcare, whatever. Or I could just negotiate my own situation where I have almost everything the union offers is benefits and I make over $10 an hour or more because I negotiate my own damn pay. Well, to be fair, I think it's less about the individual negotiation and more about the group being able to save itself. Mm. Again, the, the, the union. Group, so, the group being the yes. union? Yes. Yeah. Because so what, the union is the supposed union to be... good for? Well, they do. Well, it's, it's supposed to be a collective bargain. Right. But what do they, what do they actually do? Well, that gets into individual cases of different unions, right? So a union should be the employees together all bargaining and negotiating because I think you could agree that if you negotiate your salary, your benefits mm -hmm. with your employer, you are sort of in competition with someone else who might want to take your job. Now, yep. if you work with those other people who are your competitors mm -hmm. and you bargain collectively, you have a power over them that you wouldn't necessarily have on your own. With When corporations do it, we call it price fixing. And price fixing is bad, right? When it doesn't last. But that's when corporations do it. It always it ends up being it ends up being bad for the corporation because somebody always comes in, either one of the competitors just breaks the deal, or somebody comes in and undercuts them, and and now is a new competitor in their market. This is what happened with corporations do it. So when people do it, they call it a union. And then other people say, free people who don't have to join the union say, I'm going to undercut your cost because it's worth it to me. And they take their job. That's called, well, in a, being a in scab. A, a scab or something like that. And what's the answer to that? I mean, down here, nothing. Every once in a while you get a little yelled at, a rock thrown at you or something like that at the most. But like nobody got the nuts to really come up to me and do anything. They used to shoot. send gunmen after them. Yeah, I'll fucking shoot them back. They're done. And I, like I said, I'm in a union heavy industry. I've been surrounded by people who thought I was like-minded who said, Let's stop those guys from using their equipment because they're not union operators or whatever. And uh, I said, well, 
do whatever you want to do, but as soon as you get violent, if you initiate violence upon them, now I'm on their side. Now, now backing it up just a, a little bit, I know yeah. I did liken it to price fixing because the mechanics are almost exactly the same. Right. But I think it is worth calling out the difference in the flow of power because the the sides are not equal, right? There's the borrower and the lender. There's the employer and the employee. Those are not exactly equal positions. Yes, they're not. A, but they're 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 not e they're not not equal the same way, right? Depending on your skill level, the the what you've the skills you've acquired. At some point you become more valuable. Like at some point the, if you position yourself right, which is hard to do in, in a government economy that can just switch on, you know, whoever's in an office doing whatever. Right. That's why they, that's why there's a bubble. If it, if it wasn't that way, if it, if it was a natural economy, we would all kind of know how to steer our lives to do what we wanted to do with our lives. But now we're just kind of guessing. But if you position yourself correctly, you can become the sought after. Like it's the companies are coming for you. They, they need you. They want you. They have to have you. And they're willing to pay very good money and benefits to get you. So it's not always that the employer has the upper hand. But these arguments tend to go towards the person who I can wrap a burger after it's already been made for me on the grill. I know how to wrap it in the paper. I think... I think talking in the short term, it's a little bit easier to err on the side of the individual because yes, someone can cross a picket line, be a scab, whatever you want to call it. That person as an individual can in that moment undercut or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, does that not actually drive those wages down? Because we talk about we talk about that with price fixing, right? Like if we go keep keep the keep the analogy going with price fixing, eventually someone will come in and undercut, and that competition drives prices down. Mm -hmm. And as a wage earner, as a laborer. I would mm -hmm. like wages to go up, which means that, yes, someone can come in and individually sort of break right. that. Let's, but let's, let's back up a little bit because the, the, the scenario that you're describing where you would want wages to go up or whatever, that's assuming that we are inflating the currency level uh, it the 
the fact that wages are going down doesn't necessarily mean your purchasing power is going down. So without the government infusing money to the big banks, giving money to the richest of the rich, creating billionaires, our money deflates. So if you made, without the influx of money into, into the big banks, if you made $7 an hour now, and then $7 an hour tomorrow, you would make more. You would buy more. That's, that's how it works. If we're a productive company, if we're a productive country, where technology is advancing, that's what happens. There's only one entity that's stopping that from happening. And it's the government. And the government is also the only reason why unions exist today because unions don't do anything good for anybody yet they haven't done anything they came in after the industrial revolution when things were when working conditions were starting to get better and then claim that they did it you can look at history if you look at real history not what some little paragraph in some goddamn government textbook tells you, but actually timeline some shit out, you realize they didn't do a fucking thing. Unions haven't done anything. They don't do anything except for create poverty, create situations where you can discriminate against maybe a person of color, maybe a person doesn't speak... First language isn't the same language as you. Maybe somebody who has a different religion than you. If you have the power to say, no, I'm not going to write you a recommendation to get in here. Or I would write you one, but all the guys in here already, they don't like Muslims or something like that. So you're not going to write it. Like If you don't even get the the three letters, you don't even get, to be seen to even maybe get a book in a union. They were pr so, primarily to keep out black people after, you know, the, that's, that's what they were. That's what your everyday person used them for. And then the mob used them to get wealthy. That's what they did. So there are a couple things to unpack there. I think I think we should be a bit more intellectually honest about the roots of something versus where things end up and intentions. Okay. Like just because someone is exploiting something doesn't inherently mean that that is is meant to be that way. But I, I disagree with you because because they keep saying that about socialism it's just oh it was just the wrong person in power it's not the wrong person in power it's the structure creates the incentive structure to to do such evil things yeah the the no true scotsman fallacy right um but i think that is to to a lesser extent the issue uh that that i wanted to unpack and okay it's it's more so about the piece you were talking about with inflation versus deflation and that sort of thing so okay. i think what you are saying is entirely accurate 
yes, I think the wages increasing and wages decreasing absolutely pegged to inflation versus deflation. I think that is a very real problem, but I think it's important for us to separate that out because let's let's go through the the thought experiment of let's assume there is no more money printing, right? Okay. There's still something to be solved with this union conversation. I think the two are intertwined like it is one big economy, but I think we shouldn't wrap them up in each other because they're not causal. They they all sort of work with it is one system. Yes, it's one like ecosystem, but if we if we just for a second for the thought experiment say we're not going to print any more money. Mhm. We can still have a good conversation about what bargaining looks like and what the state of the economy looks like because I think you would be the first one to agree that if we stop printing money, we're going to have a lot of progress. Technology will change. Wages will change. Mm -hmm. Jobs and the state of those jobs, automating away those jobs will change. Scarcity, supply, demand will change. All without the force of the government, right? Okay. So if we were to talk about unions in this alien atmosphere where there isn't government printing there isn't a coercive violent entity enforcing the union to exist um and then the union if it decides to get violent on its own that's that's its own i think that we probably wouldn't have any today but is there a scenario that a union could exist that would be beneficial? I think so, theoretically. But it would not look anything like it does today. It would be so minimal in, in oversight, in management of the union. Uh, it would could not create too much of a cost because whatever cost it takes to, to have it, the union comes out of what you can negotiate for your wage. The only time that unions make sense today is you have to have a monopoly on the product. That's why they don't work. That's why this article came out. The, uh, because what happens is if you don't have a monopoly, a government-regulated monopoly on your product, then you can't, sorry, you can't compete competitively in some silly union atmosphere because a union is inherently is like, uh, I've been here longer, so... I have authority or whatever. It has nothing to do with your product, your productivity level and whatnot. It's, it's very political. It's, uh, I don't, if I might be talking to people who've never worked with a union or been involved in one, but it's, it's miserable. It, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, 
If you're a productive-minded person, it's miserable. It's it's hell. I, I I don't know how else to say like going to work every day, not knowing if you're gonna push a pile of dirt this way and that way just to burn diesel because that's what you got to do, or going to build something, make something. These are two different things. These are two different days. Even if you make the same amount of money. One's suicidal and one's like you feel special. It's completely different. But again, that that's anecdotal. Like that's that's your experience. And I'm not saying that your experience is not common. I am just saying that it's it's anecdotal. And there are plenty of people who would just as vehemently say that their experience in the union has been better than any other, right? And I think it's... it's but they haven't had experiences not, anywhere else. I don't think that's true. I, I think the the question is... My grandfather of, is way pro-union, and he doesn't he doesn't know what it's like to to do anything. But we're we're ta- we're talking about different ways of measuring success. You're talking about measuring productivity in its which makes the world better. You're a leech. So you're talking about so if you're a leech or somebody who makes the future better. I'm sorry, but we should not be promoting leeches we you shouldn't make an incentive structure that you would want more leeches you want more you want more blood than you want leeches even if you have leeches you still need way more blood because you got to keep the life form alive isn't that a bit cold though because i don't know that it's just people leeching so much as it is people being unlucky or unfortunate. Because if you have 10 The unfortunate are not the union members. They're the, they're the good old boys who got friends who get them in there. That's not who becomes the, the union members. You don't see uh, little Joe who was born to that gangster gym down the street he doesn't get in the union. That doesn't happen. It's a protectionist situation. Well, no, that's the point, is he can join the union. He if cannot. He, He's not he allowed his... to. No, you don't just pay your dues and you get in. You have to be invited. You have to get three reg- letters of recommendation. And then those people who give the letters of recommendation, they get wink-winks from up top whether they're allowed to give them. That's how it but really works. You're talking about I've a been, very specific I've union. been invited. I've had the the letters written. I've chosen not to join. But you're right. talking about again a very anecdotal and very specific experience. There are plenty no. of unions out there that when you start your employment, you have the option to join the union and get its perks. It's literally a matter of opting in and, and paying the dues. Okay, well, I, I, I do not understand that. That's probably some government shit. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that in my life. 
That's a really except common for, model for employment unions. Except for a government union. That's the only time that I've ever heard of that happening. No, and in fact, you, you the ones that are in the news now, the, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was like Trader Joe's is one of those, and Starbucks and these, they're getting in, you know, Amazon, oh, hold on. of course. Trader Joe's is union now? No, 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 no. So I think it's Trader Joe's, Starbucks, and Amazon every six months or so it comes up. There's all this like talk of unionizing. And I think Starbucks, I think they're like store by store. Well, that's how it works. I mean, you got to unionize. So like you, you start up a little whatever, and then you have to buy off some politicians and then whatever. That's how it happens. Like you, you don't just, you don't just say I'm a union you have to establish yourself, but once you're established, that's how it works, man. You have to, you have to be invited in, kind of. But but I mean, that's not how it's taking place at these stores, right? So at at these Starbucks stores, as an example, they okay. as employees of these different stores, and you know, some are stores are union trying to unionize. I get it. Well, no, they have. They've created oh. unions. Okay. So there are some stores now that are union, and some that are not. Okay, and well then, I want to know, is it better? I think that's to be seen. I'm asking. Is it better? It just, I don't understand how it could be better. Because I can react to my market forces faster than any committee. I don't have to call all anybody. If I say, I need a fucking raise, or I'm quitting tomorrow... Because I don't feel like me going to work tomorrow is worth what I made yesterday. I can fucking quit. No problem. But again, you're you're speaking only in the scale of pure productivity and fiscal sort of monetary for the individual. Like for the whole, it's what, it's a what is a whole? Is it a collective? What what are we talking about? It is. Because it's, it's like a, it's a group we, of people cooperating and saying that they would rather somebody go to work and not want to? What what are we talking about here? Because like you either have freedom or you have or you have some sort of ant colony where when the old people aren't productive, they go down and shovel or shit until they die. That's what happens in an ant colony. So is that what we're doing here? Well, they they wouldn't be made to work such a, a a low quality job because the union would protect them from being exploited by their employer in that way. Why? Because we as humans. No, 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 no. Because unions aren't at in here for your protection they're in here for their profit so why would they not have to shovel the shit because a union isn't a person a union is a collection of people and employers or sorry a collection of so if there's more people who say it's beneficial for him to shovel the shit and not me and he shovels shit no matter what he did with his life you're putting your hands in somebody else's. You're putting your life in somebody else's fucking hands. 
aren't you doing that to even a more extreme sense when you're putting it in your employer's hands? No, you're not putting shit in your employer's hands. See, the thing is, is working for somebody in a non-union slash non-government making you go to work type situation is it's a fucking agreement day to day that I'm going to do, not even day to day, item to item, I will do this for this price. Because at some point you go, nope, I'm not going to do that for that price. Going home. Contract void. Fuck off. Find somebody else. Freedom. Freedom. Because any other thing, whether you don't like that or not, you could say, oh, but if I quit my job, I'm not going to be able to pay this bill. I'm not going to be able to pay that bill. Well, you fucking, you got those goddamn bills on your own. Otherwise, you fucking have that job. This is the difference. Either are free. It's either a voluntary situation where I am working for this amount of money and I will do this until I don't want to anymore or I'm going to do this until somebody tells me I can do something else. You, If you don't like your job, you can fucking quit. Or you can... Or, or what do you think? What do you think is better? Do you think that... Somebody saying, oh, I'm not going to take your job away from you is better. What happens when you don't like your fucking job? What happens when you, you don't get paid enough for your time? What happens when you're smarter than what you're doing? What happens when you're better skilled than what you're doing? Nothing. Well, you haven't the been there. Deal. You haven't been there long enough because you're in the goddamn union. You haven't been there long enough. You're a scab. You're a little, you're a green bitch. You ain't done shit. You go over there. You push the fucking dirt. You be a little bitch. Until until I say you can do something else. Because I've been here longer than you. But that's the beauty of that union situation. Is that you have... You won't, you won't be terminated at random. And just at the whim of an employer. But it's not like you have mandated work either. Like, you can actually leave that job whenever you like. But no. You don't have anywhere else to go. Because, guess what? People don't like the union situation. You ain't going nowhere. I'm better off today not being in the union than I would if I was. And I can tell you that that for sure. Because I have a very good friend of mine who's very like-minded to me. Who tried to fake it with the union just to get to go to a state he wanted to go to. And it's been a horrible situation for him. But isn't it inherently okay to have the choice of that? Because your point about you being able to... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I have a choice. Those fuckers don't. They can't negotiate shit. I have all the choices. I can negotiate anything. I can be over, under, wherever the fuck I want to be. I can take a job. I cannot take a job. I don't have to wait in no goddamn line to get a job. If I say uh, I want to, I'm not. I'm just going to take a month off. Fuck it. And then I come back and I'm like, hey, I want a job. And I go to somebody and they're like, oh, you haven't had a job in a month. 
how do I know you're going to work? I'll, uh, give me $5 an hour less. In a couple months, you know, jump it up. We can we can negotiate that. I can't do that in the union. I'm I'm pushed back. That guy gets a job. That guy gets a job. That guy, you know. And then and then if I'm green to the union, somebody did that, he could jump me because he'd been there a lot. Fuck all that, dude. If I'm better at the goddamn job, I'm getting the goddamn job. Fuck you. Fuck the union. Fuck everybody. I'm better. But is it mutually exclusive? Because take take the example of like a mutually exclusive. What does that mean? What do, does that mean that like the person who's shitty at the job gets it? What 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 are you saying? Uh, no. What I'm saying is, take a Costco membership for example. Yeah, a Costco membership inherently means that you are asking someone yeah to negotiate on your behalf and many other people are doing the same you collectively are saying if costco as oh, our proxy goes right. and negotiates the price of ketchup Good point. for Good point. us yeah we can get a better price for ketchup now what's if what's you, if what's you decide, costco's model though they make no. money on those. They make money on those memberships. Enough people do not get their money's worth out of that for that to be a situation. Like you may, but enough people don't. That's their model. They make money on that shit. Okay, Ooh, that's now what. See this. This I can go. I can go on this all day because, and this is what I was saying about it being mutually exclusive. I don't think it has to be a win-lose. There doesn't have to be a loser in the situation. Costco can make money on their memberships while still giving you the benefit of more than what they charge for that membership. Okay. Well, name a, name a union that does that. Costco. Is it- 